0: Holiday.
1: What's going on? What is going on? What's going on oh, to this world? Mm-hmm. Wow, what's going on? Yeah! No, 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 I don't, don't, don't. Don't stop oh, this black man turned red (laughs) all right all right i'm just messing around this is joseph brown what's going on world welcome welcome to my world remember that song a lot of you probably have not it's a secular song but um, it has some some meaning to it. I don't know what, but, you know, I just used to sing it a lot. I remember that back in the late 80s. DJ JoJo. What's going on? This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ. Real talk. Real talk, you know. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you hear some? You hear you hear some water. You hear some wind blowing. Wow, the beautiful sound of that wind blowing out there. Those sounds are coming from an area that I am located at. An area that I am uh, say securing uh, in a downtown Chicago area. So I'm at a. Uh, Park that's called Northerly Island. Northerly Island. I'm gonna look up some history on that, why they call it Northernly Island and I'm sure it's a background and some history on there. Well anyways I'm there and you're gonna hear some way. I'm outside. Man, I love outside podcasting in the in the spring and summer. You know, let me let me get that straight. In the spring and summer I love outside podcasting. Outside radio, and I, I do a lot of that. Started it started last year when I started doing podcasting. My uh, first few podcasts, uh, several podcasts, was on the outside in, uh, in an area I grew up in called Ada Park on the south side of Chicago, Illinois, called Morgan Park. And I done a lot of uh, my beginning earlier podcasts in that area. You can you can find those on this show on a lot of the segments, my past segments, beautiful sound, listen to that wind, listen to that wind, you could even hear some of the birds chirping, and it's actually late night, it's actually late here, wow, I said, Joe, what are you doing, man, I, do a, I told you, I told you all that know me, that listen to my podcast, I could do a podcast anytime, anywhere, so it doesn't matter. It's just if I'm open and I just have something to say, or if I don't have nothing to say, I be want to talk to you guys. I just be wanting to let things out. You know, you used to do that privately. You know, people say you shouldn't be talking to yourself. Well, it's okay to me to talk to yourself, but I also answer myself as well. I'm not crazy. I'm just that type of that type of person, you know. I'm not eccentric, you know, but I am very creative I am very observing and I my observing shows through my Podcast. I talk about different things, so I can open up and I can I can talk about a podcast. I know I say that a lot, but I just let I be wanting my listeners to know that my podcast is different. It never be set up in a studio, or I just have scripts there, and I'm not I don't have nothing against that. But usually, it can be in a park, it can be in a in a work area, it can be in a downtown area, it can be at a school. It does not matter. But I will talk about something. I will have something to talk about because that's what this podcast is all around, about about. Transparent. It's a Bible based podcast. I talk about different subjects. I talk about different topics. I talk about things around the world. I talk about things around in your life. I talk about things that's within the church, outside the church. I talk about things uh, like politics, like politics. I talk about serious medical issues. I might talk about, you know, like I did the other day, you know, health issues and everything. I might talk about different things, you know and what what comes to my heart you know and usually i will let you know what i'm going to talk about or i'll give you an a preview of what i'm going to talk about now tonight uh i want to talk about what's going on with the world you know you heard that singer going on, man. I met that young man the other day. His name is Joseph Skitch Brown. <laughs> okay. Yes. But I like to sing as well. I'm not the best singer, but I get it out there. I get it out there. Okay. But I opened up that way because I've been looking at some, some videos on uh, YouTube. You know, I'm almost like a journalist myself. I'm somewhat like my own personal journalist. You know, I like to search things. I like to hear things. I look at things on YouTube and sometimes Facebook. And uh, it can become very, very depressing. Why, Joe, do you say that? Uh, Because that's usually nothing good on youtube and facebook now now i'm not saying there's nothing at all but what's going on in the world on the negative side is plastered all on youtube and facebook and a lot of other outlets you know young or rumbo or whatever like that or vimeo it's a lot of negative activities, you know, to me anyway. It might not be to others, but it is to me, okay. And uh, what's happening to the world? I'm not asking this question because I don't know why, but I'm just I'm just saying it as uh, uh to people that's listening to me because a lot of people will have uh. A, their own answer why these things are happening in the world. You notice I say the world, not just America, but I'm gonna get into that. Uh, the world. I know what's going on to the world. You know, I know Joe. You're gonna talk about the Bible. I'm almost definitely gonna get into the Bible. You know, I'm gonna. You know, I'm not. I don't never shy away with that because I shy away from that because whatever subject or topic i talk about remember i said i always give it a biblical the ending is always going to be a bible perspective or how god will look at things, or how does he look at these things according to the bible because a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world now is nothing shocking to me why because it's so biblical it's just surprising that I'm here and I'm seeing a lot of these things become in fruition and so real. I never thought I would see it like this. You know, I thought I'd be raptured or tucked away by now and I'm serious about that. And, uh, and I have to remind myself sometimes, This to me when I say this, uh, my listeners, I have to remind myself sometimes that when God never promised that. We will not be, as believers, we will not be going through certain things or we will not we will not see certain events before the rapture. He never said that. He, that was never mentioned in the Bible when it comes to the body of Christ. And uh we can sit back and just look for the rapture or the catch in the way of the church. And I know, I know the rapture is not in the Bible. You know, listen to the wind. Oh, beautiful outside wind. Natural. Natural. Man. I like this. And uh, I'm going to go by the waters after the while I'll let you all listen to the uh, the beach waters. Because I'm by this beach called 12th Street Beach in downtown Chicago. You know. So this is real cool. But anyway. We was never promised that we would not see some of these events Or some of the staging that's going to take place before the rapture, leading towards the tribulation period. Okay, leading towards the uh, the tribulation period, which the body of Christ, the church, will not have to go through. Thank God for that. Because just imagine, and I'm just saying just imagine, if we had to go through that and we have to go back under the law and go under the persecutions and, and all the mess that's going to be and the uh, chaos that's going to be happening on the earth, a lot of us will lose our salvation probably. No, I mean that. See, we can't lose it now. But the way things are now, and where a lot of believers and Christians are watering down the Word of God and getting weak in their faith and everything, you know, they cannot lose their salvation. You know, they can lose rewards up in heaven, you know, at the great white throne. I'm not the, oops, I'm wrong throne. At the seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ for the believers. But if you have to go through that tribulation, which is gonna be right after the I'm not, not gonna say right after. I don't know. It might be a gap in between because I'm I'm looking at it like this. When the catching of the way church when the catching, of, catching the catching away of the church happens in this will is imminent, it's gonna happen. When the catching away of, of the church does happen, I don't believe the tribulation is gonna come right away. This is just my opinion, this is just my observation. I don't believe it's gonna happen right away. You know, I can be wrong, but I don't. I believe there's going to be a little gap. It might be a year or two. Why? Because people is going to be wondering what happened to all these people that disappeared. I think the tribulation is going to come in slowly but surely, because remember, it's going to, the first three and a half years is going to be bad, but the last three and a half years is going to be worse, according to the word of God. So I think it's going to be like an easy, easing, easing into the seven-year tribulation, that countdown going through the seven-year tribulation. This is my opinion and my observation, okay? That's the way I looked at. I think Les Feldick talked about that too as well. One of my my uh, my teachers that I like to call him, Les Feldick, talked about that as well. You know, before they catch the catching away of the church, before the rapture of the church. After, I'm sorry, after that, it might uh, this might be a, uh, a slow taking place before the seven. The real bad stuff start happening. I think people will be tripping. People will be wondering what happened. To all those people disappearing And they will find out sooner or later You know, I also believe Found out sooner or later that They noticed there was mostly a lot of Christians Or what they believe to be Christians That are gone Now everybody don't know, only God knows Who's the one that I really saved I don't know that No man knows that Was only God and the Lord our Savior that who's really saved? They would be surprised because there's going to be a lot of people that's left in the church, all the denominations. The majority of them, I believe, that will not be raptured. So it's going to either be unnoticed or it's going to be noticed so much, you know, uh, they're going to think maybe it was uh, an abduction. You notice there's a lot of talk about UFOs and aliens now. All of a sudden. You, ever, you all ever noticed that you know they talk talking about aliens and a lot of UFOs? All of a sudden, you know, you hear a lot about UFOs and aliens, etc., and stuff like that. Hmm. That could be a setup for them to think that you know to uh to confirm what they believe that aliens took a lot of people away or took the bad people away. You know, it's it's it's, it's I I don't know. Hmm, all I can do is guess because it's a gray area in the Word of God in the Bible on that. Okay, so it's a gray area, you know. Okay, with all that said, the world is in a lot of turmoil. And I'm not only talking about the human beings that's struggling and suffering. Listen to me closely. But also the creation. I see this, man. I, I I see this. This is no joke. I see this. Joe, what do you mean by the creation? I'm talking about the world, the creation, It's suffering. What the Bible talks about in the book of Romans, even creation. King James called it the creature. Even creature, you know, is is struggling struggling and suffering, waiting for that great. Blessed hope, waiting for that redemption. Now, that doesn't say that in that way, but it says the, the creation is waiting for that rapture. Creation is ready for the new earth, because remember, this earth will melt away. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. Remember that. You know, there will be a second Peter in the book of Revelation. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. So, the creation right now, the creature, the creation. Is suffering also waiting for that change? What is now what's on the earth that's also suffering, suffering besides human beings? That's saved and unsaved, they're struggling right now, animals. Animals are suffering so bad, you know. They, you know, you probably said Joe. Animals have been going through this for years. Not a lot of things in the last twenty years. I believe. I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't know a specific number. You, I can look up all that stuff myself. What I like to do, but I'm, this is just me freestyling right now. I'm just talking about something that's on my mind and on my heart right now. You know that the, uh, but it hasn't been so prevalent like the last twenty. Years. Sorry about that, like it has been going on now, bad time. Who's calling me this late? I'm doing up show now. Who's calling this late? If it's not an emergency, don't call. Okay, I'm going to check out that voicemail later and see what's going on with that voicemail. Well, anyway, sorry for the interruption. But, uh, it's so much going on in the world. Uh, uh, what What was I talking about? Somebody, uh... <laughs> remind me. I know you can, but I'm just joking around. Someone remind me, I'll listen to that wind. Uh, we would not promise that we would not be struggling before the catching away of the church. I talked about that earlier, so let me digress and let me backtrack. Also, the, the suffering of creation, which is the creature, the King James calls the creature, the suffering of creation, waiting for their great redemption. You know, the change of creation. The animals are also suffering and struggling. Okay, that's why I left off that before I got interrupted like that. The animals are also struggling. You know, it's it's a lot of things going on with animals. You know, they're getting deformed, they're getting used. And certain labs, they're getting beat up and abused, and certain cults they're being sacrificed over and over, and different things like that. So, the animals are struggling too with their health, and they're struggling with other things they're being abused. So, a lot of things are happening with animals as well. You know, insects, everything on this cursed planet Earth is struggling. I'm not in the life of an insect or an ant or, you know, the crawling things, the creeping things, what the Bible calls in the book of Genesis, the creeping things and the crawling things, the insects, everything on this earth is suffering and struggling, is out of order. So when I say what's going on with this world, I already know, but it's just so surprisingly has come into fruition and I'm still alive and I'm still here to see that. It's scary, but the, not scary as being afraid I want to hurry up. It's, just, it's in a way, it's eerie. Let me just put it that way. It's eerie when you line it up with the Bible, when you line it up what's going on in the world with the things of God. Okay. But the things of God. I might have to finish this, you all, because I have I might have to finish this, but um, hmm, it's very interesting, very, very interesting how the Bible is coming to play. You know, what's also very interesting is how people are not even noticing this. A lot of people, I believe most people are not even paying attention to what's going on around them, even some Christians and so-called Christians are really not even paying attention to this you you, you follow what i'm saying okay so, when I look at these things, I look what what's going on. People living their lives a certain way. People just doing certain things. Man, we got something going on in Soldier Field down here. And I look at that crowd. The Soldier Field hosts about 60,000 people. And I'm sure when they have those concerts, and I've worked on them quite a bit, of. Them, I, don't, I don't do them a lot no more because I don't like dealing with a lot of crowd no more. And all that drinking and all that smoking and all that cussing and all that stuff. I just can't deal with that too much no more. My patience is very short. Well, anyway... Man, what a world. I had to do a little pause there. I got an interruption there, but what a world. Okay, here comes the crazy sound again. Y'all remember that sound? I downloaded a few things, and I'm using this 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 uh, certain uh, translation that I use, and when I do it, it, uh, it brings that sound there, which I do not miss at all, because every time a text come in, that sound come in. <laughs> just aggravated. I know a lot of you guys probably remember that sound, you know, it's back. And uh, I don't know how to tweak it as of yet, so I just let it play through. What a podcast, huh? Well, anyway, what I was talking about is all this stuff going on, you know, people not even paying attention to what's going on, what's happening. I mean the saved and the unsaved. You know, no one is paying attention. Everyone is just living their lives you know, like it's, oh, it's, which now, before I fi- uh, finish this, now it's not, it does not mean everybody's doing things evil and everybody's into no, up to no good and stuff like that. I'm not saying that because what I am saying is, it's amazing how things are still going on, which is not a bad thing, but nobody's, I not nobody, that's going too far, but a lot of people are not really paying attention. You know, deeply or they're looking the other way or what we used to say, turn the other ear or to turn the eyes or the eye or whatever of all this stuff is going on. The reason I'm going here because it brings me back to what Jesus talked about in Matthew, the days of Noah. How was the tribulation going to be It's going to be like the days of Noah. Now, we talked about the tribulation, not the catching away of the church. Remember, the rapture, the catching away of the church is going to be before the seven year tribulation. But my point is, biblically, when it comes to the tribulation period, when Jesus, when that question was asked, what's going to be one of the signs of your return? You know, what's going to be one of your signs of your return? Uh, his disciples asked him that. didn't say which one, but I guess all of them had a curious My problem was Peter. What, what is one of the signs of your return? And Jesus was explaining, this is going to be happening. This is going to be happening, whatever. Like, that. You just have to read Matthew 24 and get the whole gist of it. I'm just out here. I don't have, you know, my Bible open and stuff like that because I'm just walking and just freestyling. Well, anyway... Uh, Jesus talked about it was going to be like the days of Noah, and then you have to go back. How was the days of Noah was? You can find out that when you go back, I believe about Genesis, about Genesis five or something like that. Genesis five. I could be wrong, but I'm going to backtrack and I'm going to do a study on that. Uh through the series I'm doing and connecting the dots, but I believe it's Genesis 5 and, and it explains what was going on with, in the days of Noah. But basically, what's happening now? People was living this way, they was living this way, they was doing this, they was doing it. There was a lot of evil and all kind of stuff going on, as well as good stuff, but it was a lot of prevalent evil that was going on in the days of Noah. Okay, now you have to remember the days of Noah. Listen to this. The people were so wicked. People were so evil. People were sinning so bad in the days of Noah that God was angry and it brought his wrath. Because we got to remember, that's why the earth was destroyed the first time by water. Anyway, because of the wickedness and the disobedience of the people. Now, this is before the law. This is before the law of Moses. Because of the wickedness and the disobedience of the people. They were so wicked, God just wanted to wipe them out. He even came to the point that it repented him. Repented me. he felt bad. He, he wanted to change his mind because he made man man was so evil. Repented. When God repented and said God felt sorrow. He felt bad even though he know the uh, beginning from the end. He uh, it still bothered him even though he knew that was coming because of the evilness and the wickedness of man in the days of Noah. You know just putting that together in the days of Noah. See. So God told them because of y'all wickedness you know, he told Noah, which, one, which was one of only the righteous men out there then, you know, he told Noah, I believe at the age of Noah, was about 500 years old, 500, at the age of 500 years old, God told Noah that he wanted him to build an ark, a boat, or whatever, etc etc cetera, et cetera now you got to remember you know many people might think and many books you read will have you probably thinking that the boat was built very fast or a few months or even a year or whatever like that no it took about maybe close to over 100 120 years 120 years for moses i mean moses for noah to build that ark now, you got to remember, Sham came a little later, so most of the ark, I believe, was being built by Noah himself and his wife, you know, Noah himself. Or he called, you know, and the kids came, they, I believe they just uh, blended in and helping them out. But within, when God, Noah was first told to start building the ark at the age of 500 years old. He finished when he was about 600 or 601, something like that. So, it was over 100 years when Noah was building that ark. A lot of you probably didn't know that. This is the Bible. If you read the Bible in the context, yes, it would break down the times and everything itself, especially the King James itself. So, therefore, God told uh, Noah... To tell man because man was so wicked, he wasn't talking to the evil and the wickedness of man. That your lifespan from this day forward you, not the lifespan, I'm sorry, it's not your that's what people used to think. You, from from now on, after I'm going to give you only 120 more years before I destroy the earth, you have 120 years to repent. To change your mind, to change your evil ways. 120 years to repent. If you don't repent after that, I'm gonna destroy mankind and animal alike. Animals alike. Now that was that's the breakdown. Now, what I used to think, and a lot of people was brought up to think, is there was a lifespan of man. You know, that man's normal lifespan was 120 years, but that's a misinterpretation of the the Bible. It does not mean that. It does not mean that. What that means, they was was given, man, back then in the days of Noah, was given 120 more years to repent. Not lifespan, you know, because you got to remember, people live... Two, three, four, five, six hundred, seven years. Remember, uh, Noah died, I think at the age of 950 years old. Noah was 500 years old when God, you know, recommended, rec- you know uh, requested that he be start building the ark. And it takes over 120 years, right alone. that after the 120 years, the first time rain came down and it destroyed the earth. I know I'm going fast right there. I'm coming to a point. Well, anyway, that's what they mean. Man, God gave wicked men, a uh, hundred and twenty years to repent to change their ways to change their mind before he destroyed the earth the first time with the water so, they had plenty of time to listen to the preaching of Noah. Even if they didn't listen to him a lot, they seen him building that boat. And they didn't believe it. They, they, they probably laughed at him and ridiculed and said he's building the boat because he's going to rain. They had to hear it because, you know, I believe he was, wit- he was witnessing them, telling them they need to get themselves together. They need to get their lives together. I'm paraphrasing now. They need to get their lives together and everything because God is going to destroy this earth. See, they turned their back at God. They start worshipping idols and different things like that. Now remember, this is before the law. This is before the law of Moses. This is before the law of Moses. And God told them that Mo, uh, uh, Aaron, I mean not Aaron, but Noah, slow down, Joe to warn the people you know so i'm sure he warned them but listen it was 120 years people lived a long time so 120 years is not a long time like it is today to me and you it is but back then men lived longer the lifespan was still dying after the curse of adam and eve but it still was a long lifespan man lived up to close to a thousand years old like it's going to be back in the millennium kingdom See, that's going to come right back. People are going to live long time. Then remember the Bible said the child still going to be like a little baby even at the age of one hundred in the Millennium Kingdom. But I don't want to get out of what I'm trying to teach right there, right here. So the reason I'm going round about that the days of Noah was very wicked. They got they was warned. <laughs> For 120 years before God pulled down his poured down his wrath and destroyed the earth the first time with water. Now, what this got to do with today? The same thing is happening today. Therefore, that's why we need to understand when Jesus talked about is going to be just like the days of Noah. How was the days of Noah? I just explained that in Genesis 5 and all through that, people was wicked, disobedient. Living all type of ways. did you have people living okay, normal lives. They was doing okay. They were still marrying, getting married, and having children. But they still wasn't paying no attention to the church. Hmm. Who, who did they get their message? Who, who, who the ones that supposed to be the one that warned them? Us, the church. The true church. Well, are people listening? No. See, God worked through Noah then. That one man and his family. Today, God worked through, works through thousands, thousands and millions of people that's preaching the true gospel, getting it out there and warning people about this tribulation, people, and what people are doing today. The same thing like they have done when? In the days of Noah. You follow what I'm saying? Read our Bible. We must read our Bibles. In the days of Noah. In the book of Matthew 24. Okay? That's why I'm looking at today. I see a lot of this and it's like a stage setting because I'm not worried about going to the tribulation because I'm not going to go to the tribulation no, and if you are saved you're not going to go through the tribulation but we are seeing the setup of the stage of that we're seeing this, you know, it's just it's just a, a foretaste of the setup, how people are acting and how what people are doing how people blaspheme God how people worshiping idols, how people doing this you know, it's just more in an advanced way you follow what I'm saying, okay? That's what I opened up when I said, what's going on with the world? The world is turning their back on God. The people ignore God. The people live the way they want to live. And the world, remember, is, is ran today by the prince of the power of the air, the god of this world, little g, Satan. Okay? Satan. All right. Speaking of that, please go to Connecting the Dots and, get, uh, and, and tune into my teaching on the book of Genesis, the early chapters. Very good, interesting teaching on that. It's a verse by verse teaching, so I'm not just breaking it down, you know, um, talking about it. I'm really literally reading verse by verse and let the Bible speak for itself. OK, Genesis, the book of Genesis, the early chapters. OK, but I said all that to say this, to say this. This is Marshall Rabel with Hubbard Peanut Company. Give the gift of crunchy goodness this year with Hubbs Peanuts. For over 70 years, our family-owned company has been cooking and packaging the finest Virginia peanuts in beautiful gift tins, perfect for your friends, employees, or clients. Choose from plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts. Hubbs Peanuts are the perfect way to say thank you, and with our ability to handle large orders. Hubs has you covered visit hubspeanuts.com to place your order. Hubbard Peanut Company Virginia's finest As believers as saved people what are we slacking on? what are we are not what are we are not doing if that's the way to pronounce them uh, bad English <laughs> Well anyway you understand what I'm saying what is it what 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 else do we need to do you know? to talk to people about Jesus, to witness to people about Jesus and tell them about the love of God. There's so many opportunities for the believers, for the saved, to talk to people, to tell them about the good news, the gospel of Jesus and what he has done for them. Now, people say, I I can't talk that way. I don't know how to witness. There is no excuse because there's other formats you can use. You can use other people's you know, programs. You can use other people to come over to your house. You can just tell them about the love of Jesus. It's gonna be up to you don't have to be a so-called master theologian to witness to someone, the old fashioned way of saying it. Ministries is someone about the love of Christ. Don't be here head when that's why you run them away, but just do it in love and minister to someone about the love of Christ. Have an open conversation with them. Don't, sound, don't be so religious and so stuck up, you know. Be open and just be patient and be, first of all, willing to listen to them. It might aggravate you, but remember, you used to be the same way, you and I, so let's get off that, you know. Let's be willing to listen to others, okay? All right there's many avenues you can use, you know, let me um, use me as an example. I don't have a problem talking to no one about Jesus. I just look for the opportunity. I don't go all out there with a a bullhorn or nothing like that. No, that's not me. Others want to do that. That's on them. But that ain't, that ain't my calling. That's not what I do. I like one-on-one talking. I like to be in groups, or I like to do it back, like now, radio or podcast. So I get the word of God. I ain't got. I ain't got to be out there in the streets doing it. I get my. I get a further audience of how I do on my podcast is my radio. See, to get the word out about the love of God, about the, what Jesus done for your sins. So I don't I don't sugarcoat it. i be straight to the point. I get straight to the pudding. I'll be cutting dry when I talk about, you know, salvation, death, different things. Y'all know I don't sugarcoat it, you know, and nothing like that when it comes to the things of God. OK. All right. So as many ways and. God left a lot of doors for us to be witness to people, even in this time of uh, tribulation and, you know, like minor tribulation that we're going through. It's going to be nothing compared to the uh, seven year tribulation, you know, with all these other things that's going on. You have people trying to, rich people trying to take over. And they basically almost say it openly now, you know, you have this set up for the great, you know, just this uh, great reset, that a lot of people, not a lot of people, because some people still blind. They have no idea what that is. I can talk to five people out of five five people, and, and maybe one of them probably heard of it. Oh, probably I'm probably giving too much praise on that, but a lot of people have not, never even heard of the Great Reset. Reset that they are setting up, or the, or the Great Twenty Thirty. They want to get this done, and uh, w- within a few years, the Great Twenty Thirty Reset. Are they going to make it or not? I have no idea. I had no idea. But one thing I can say, the tra- Great Tribulation, we're not going through that right now. Why? Because the church, the real church, is still here. We haven't been called away. We haven't been raptured yet. Okay? So the church is still here. I already know that. All right? So I'm not worried about that. But even the stage set up and all this evil that people are doing, you know, and I was saying before, wow, people can be that evil. Yes, there was evil back then people are selfish and evil now you know and uh, the way they're doing things, killing is nothing today
0: Holiday
1: Killing is nothing. You hear so much about killing and murders and terror. You know, it's not even a terrorist attack. It's right in your own neighborhood, right in your own city, right in your own town. And believe it or not, you become somewhat numb to it because you hear it so much. You hear murders. You hear killing. You hear all oh, this so much. And if sometimes you don't even have to watch the news. It seems to get to you some way or way, find this way in your ear by somebody else's mouthpiece. You hear the negative. So, you know, we have to watch that because there's always light under the tunnel when it comes to the things of God. There's always a light under the tunnel, okay, when it comes to the things of God, okay? All right. Now, after all, after me saying all that. All that, there's beauty in the ashes. There's a lot of good out here in America. There's a lot of beauty out here in America. There's a lot of good and decent people out here in America. Everybody's not evil. Everybody's not trying to take over the world. It's only a few. It's only a remnant out there that's doing it. But they just uses their wealth and they're using the wealth and, you know, and the politics and the media to get their message out there. That's why it seems like it's so overwhelming. But in numbers, they don't come close. To the people just standing up for their country. It's just, they just seem like so big. They seem like that shadow that you see sometimes that you, you, a little person, but sometimes that shadow looks so big and you see that shadow scares you. That's how they are do, you know. I know it's a lot of them real meat into what they're doing and everything, but you know, there's a method to their madness. I've been using that lately because there is a method to their madness, okay? But there's a lot of beauty through the ashes or beauty in the ashes as well when you are in Christ. Okay, saints, when you are in Christ, you are protected with the blood of Christ. Now, let me explain that because it's being misused and abused. When you say you are protected and you are covered by the blood... Do you really understand what you're saying when you say that, people? That you are covered with the blood. I'm not doubting you. But it's a spiritual aspect. You know we're not talking about literally and everything. This is a spiritual aspect. You are covered by the blood. You are protected by the Lord. If we do not explain that wisely and when we witness to others, it almost sounds like that nothing bad can happen to us physically or mentally. You understand what I'm saying? Nothing bad can happen to us physically or mentally. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? And that does not mean that. So we need to be very straightforward. We're covered by the blood. That means we could still die. Things could still hurt us physically. But... To live as Christ, to die as gain. When if anything happens to us, we go instantly with Christ. Why? Because we are covered by the blood. They cannot touch our spirit, they cannot touch our soul, but they can touch our body with this spirit. Let me say that again, saints. This is very important. Evil people can touch a Christian's body physically. Evil people Can touch a person's body physically. Christians do die in tragic deaths. We are not exempt in this physical body of dying. Let me say that again we are not exempt from dying physically on this earth in a tragic way or even in, rather, a sickness or a shot or whatever like that or getting hit by a car. The same way it happens to the unsaved, it happens to the saved as well. There's many tragic stories of Christians getting martyred. There's many cr- tragic stories of Christians getting killed in a tragic way. And you, people might say, I thought you was we was protected by Christ. Yes, we are. It's a spiritual protection. We are covered by the blood of Christ spiritually, not in these physical dying bodies, you might say, "Oh, that's not good." Yes, well, it's not when you die in a physical body. But remember, instantly you're going to be with Christ. That's the beauty of the ashes. That's the beauty of it. We're going to be instantly with Christ if something happened to us, whether it's physical. I mean, when it's physical, because they can't touch your spirit. I'm talking about believers now, the saved. You know, so when the person said, I'm covered by the blood, and I don't even use the term without trying to explain to somebody when you're covered by the blood, you're covered by Jesus. Now, we're not talking about your sins. Your sins have been forgiven. I'm talking about a saved person covered by the blood spiritually. It does not mean physically. That don't mean you're not. You, that don't mean you're protected. Now, you, God can get you through a lot of things and he does get us through a lot of things, but we're not exempt from death physically. Remember, this is just a shell that we live in. This is just a shell that we live in. You know, everybody lives in a shell, but some people, the unsaved spirits are dead. But as a believer, we live in these shells. So these physical things can happen to these bodies. You might say, really? What you? That's not even a question to ask. Don't you get sick? Yes. Don't you get headaches? Yes. Some Christians been hit. Yes. Some people, some Christians have cancer. so so sad yes some uh babies die you know different things like that god did not promise us that we would not have tribulation in these bodies see he said the opposite we shall have issues we shall have tribulations but be of good cheer i have overcome the world see so, we was never promised to be exempt from trials in our physical bodies or mentally as well. We are covered by the blood spiritually. So, our blessings is future in the heavenly places. Now, that might be disappointing to some people, but that's God's way of doing things. See, we look at everything in a humanistic way, us Christians. But it's God's way of doing things. It's a spiritual salvation. Let me put this out there. Salvation is a spiritual salvation, not a physical. You're not exempt from pain and hurt because you know that because you go through that today. There's so many people, uh, Christians, that's hurting us in pain. You You know, a lot of things we do on our own, but we still suffer in our physical bodies because these bodies are dying. But the spirit, man, gets stronger. See, because if I'm broke down, I'm overweight. I might have this problem, I might have this problem, whatever like this. And my physical body has nothing to do with my spirit man, my inner man, the real me. The real me is getting stronger and stronger, especially if I'm standing in the word of God. Most definitely if I'm getting stronger in the word of God. The spirit man is unstoppable. The spirit man cannot be touched by Satan, no one. It's the physical body that Satan works on. He can't touch your spirit. You can oppress your mind, but that's not your spirit, man. That's not the new man or woman, you know. It's the physical person. So, therefore, we will suffer certain struggles in our physical body. Some people more than others. And I'm talking about believers now. So, I want to get that out there. So, be careful since we say we cover from the blood. We don't, get, we don't want people to think that we're saying that because you're a Christian, you're not going to go through anything. There's a lot of lying, teaching, and preaching out there in church. And I'm sick of it. That this is not supposed to happen to you because you're a child of God. This shouldn't happen to you because you're a child of God. Now, some of those things are true of what they're saying. Okay? But always remember, the spirit man is not affected by faith. Okay? The spirit man, the physical man affected man, can't deny that, but the spirit man, the new man that's been quickened, that's been renewed, is the one that's going to be glorified. It's the one that's going to be redeemed. We haven't been, our full redemption is when we get our new bodies, then our bodies will be immortally changed to come within our spirit. Okay, perfect beings Right now we're not So we go through elbows, we go through pains We go through headaches, we get depressed You know, we have problems in our bodies We get bothered by a lot of things But the spirit man Gets stronger, okay That's the man that's going to heaven, not the body This whole body will be renewed You know, okay I wanted to talk about that I wanted to let you know That there is light under the tunnel There is beauty in the ashes You know, let's not give up, believers. Let's not give up. Okay, I'm gonna stop right there. Just what's happening to the world? Our redemption is near, or the Bible said King James says nigh, which means near. You know, our redemption is nigh. I'm gonna give a salvation call before. I let you all go, and I thank you all for being up. Uh, all that. Well, I'm the one being up late. I don't know what time it is when you listen to this podcast. It could be day, night, evening, or whatever. But I thank you all anyway. But anyway, I want to I want to talk about something today that recently just happened. And uh, this it's very interesting. I'm talking about things going on in the world and, uh, you know, the way people, they have a certain thought pattern. The way people think today, especially the young people. Our young people really need some help, you know. I really really do. Our young people really need prayer and they need some help. Okay, follow what I'm saying. I was talking to a co-worker, a young co-worker, because I work at a job that has a lot of young people work there. Thank God for this company has a lot of the young people, and they get bad reputation some well-deserved, but well, some not well-deserved. Well, anyway. I was talking to this young man, you hear the water, it's a lot of wind blowing, I hope you hear me well, but that's part of nature, I'm by, I'm by the beach now, a lot of that you're going to hear, because it's windy out here, and you're going to hear the water, and I'm trying to get as close as I can right now, I want you to hear this natural waves of the lake or ocean, whatever you want to call it, and uh, out here, and could you hear me? beautiful sound. I'm at 12th Street Beach in Chicago, Illinois. Listen to the sound of the water. Very beautiful. Very serene. Praise God. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, anyway, I was talking to this young man Boy, this water that sounds so... I just love the sound of the ocean. It's beautiful. Uh, and uh, I was talking to the young man. And he came in there. First of all, he wasn't on his post like he's supposed to be. A lot of young people got a habit of doing that. They never stay in their post when they're in security. And, you know, and I, I I'm like this you know, in a loving, in a in a strong way, I let them know you should be at your post. You know, because I, I don't want them to get in trouble. Well, anyway, that's the, that, it wasn't about that. But I was talking to this young man. I'm walking away from the waters now, so if you hear the light waters, that's because I'm walking away. And I was talking to this young man uh, and he was asking me a question. And he asked me for a lighter first, and I told him I did not smoke. you know, And uh, he went out there, and I guess he got a lighter. I figured, you don't ask for a lighter unless you're finna smoke something. The reason I say smoke something, because I know it's it's either a cigarette, or it's either a blunt, or, you know, marijuana he's finna smoke, or something else. So, you know, which is not a good sign, especially if you're at work. Well, anyway, he asked for a lighter. And uh, I said, I don't smoke. He came back again, you know. It was okay with me, but I just wanted him to stay on his post. I knew he was young and uh, I wanted him to stay on his post. Young people have a hard time being still, just like children. They can't stay in one place. And he needed to stay on his post. And the questions he was asking me seemed like he didn't even understand that. So he was looking for a jacket because he was cold. He was cold. And uh I didn't understand what he was saying. He said, is there a jacket in the in the office? I said, I, I said, I don't know, but I know it's a lot of white shirts up in there. I don't know about jackets. I don't go in the office a lot. And uh, I said, you can go in there and check it out. And he kind of smiled and laughed. And I noticed he kept laughing and smiling a lot. Everything was funny. Even though I wasn't saying nothing that was funny. He was just laughing at everything. I, I already knew. Yeah, whatever. You know, whatever. I hate that sound. And uh, he was just smiling and everything, you know. So I knew something was up there. Because I've been there and done that. I, I know that, you know, by being around a lot of pot smokers. Well, anyway, I said, just go in the office and... uh. You know, there's some white shirts up in there—the shirts that we have to wear—and he was kind of nervous. And uh, he said, "And I thought he went in there because I was, I was looking at something." Then he came back, and I said, "Oh, did you find one?" He said, "No, I didn't go in there because, uh, you know, the door said it only it's, this this room was for all security officers only." And I looked at him. I said, "Sir, you are a security officer," and he laughed. He said, Oh, oh, I said, sir, we are the security officers. Therefore, you can go into office because you are a security officer. Security, I didn't say it all the way like that, but I was letting them know you are officers. So you, it's okay for you to go in there because you are a security officer. And he said, really? I said, what do we do? And I explained to him, I said, what you doing now? You are securing. <laughs> I said it in a kind of sarcastic way. You know, maybe I shouldn't, but I said it in a sarcastic way. Do you do? He said, what do you, we do? I said, you, 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 what do we do? He said, what you doing now? I said, you are securing. You are protecting. You are, you know, you are guarding things. You are looking, you know, whatever like that. I didn't go that far, but I said it in the short term like that. Well, anyway. He still stayed there, so I conversated with him and listened to him he was looking at and tripping out on the spider webs and whatever you see those spiders behind you and everything like that I said, "Oh, i'm the type like this yeah whatever i'm not worried about little spiders as long as you don't see a bear or a crocodile or snake like that i'm not worried about no spiders or nothing like that so because we was talking about a conversation and, and when I'm, I'm the type like that if i'm talking to someone i like to stay on that conversation i don't like to keep going around about when i'm one-on-one on one. i can do that on radio sometimes but if i'm physically just talking to you, I like to stay on the subject, stay on the context of what we was talking about. I have learned that, and I try to do that in the Bible. I might go everywhere when I'm talking on radio because I'm freestyling, and I might jump here and jump there because I'm not talking to you physically, you know, but uh, if I'm right here one-on-one, we eye to eye, I like to keep a subject or conversation on the same Let it finish first before we jump to something else. That's my point. I'd leave that for the radio. But when I'm talking to somebody, let's keep it at point. No, that's just me. You know. Well, anyway, he was talking. and He was jumping to this. Jumping to that. Jumping to that and everything. Asking questions. And I like to get into a conversation, especially with a young man, that's really, I believe, sincerely asking a question. But at the same time. He was asking some strange questions because I know why. It wasn't because, I believe it was because you know the questions he was asking had to do with him being high as well. He was high because whatever it was, he, whatever he needed to light for, I believe, it wasn't because of cigarettes. It was because of marijuana or cannabis. They want to smoke it. Well, anyway, you know, I've been there. I used to get high, and when you're high, you ask weird questions, and you laugh at everything. Even though nothing is funny, everything seems to be funny you get hungry, you get the munchies. I know they bad spirits, okay? So I can just sometimes... Not everybody, but the majority of the time when somebody is high, not drunk, but when somebody is high, I can tell when you're high. It shows up in your eyes and it shows up in your mannerism. You know, you're laughing at everything. That's the thing of smoking cannabis in marijuana. You always laughing at something. A lot of other drugs, you know, like you know, that people take, they be kind of spaced out. And they kind of chirping and shaking and they kinda spaced out. They got a paranoid ass is bucked wide. Not one marijuana or cannabis, whatever you want to call it. Your ass is kind of low. You're kind of in a, a, a leaning way. You know, your head nodding. You know, you feel astray. You feel like you got a lot of confidence, you know, and you think you're making sense, and everything is funny. Everything is funny to you. Everything tickles you. Now, it brings a funny thing to you. I knew that. I smoked it. I laughed at everything. Everything was funny. I look at some people, bust up, and I laugh a lot anyway. It brings a false good feeling, okay, to it. And I'm looking at this young man And he's asking questions I know this is going a long time But you know, I didn't put no time limit on it I'm just trying to have a conversation with my listeners Okay And uh no, he was asking uh, uh, different questions and everything like that. He jumped from the spiders, you know. Then he talked about what if a camera think you talking to yourself. I said, I said what? He said, what? What if it's a camera think you talking? He's a Mexican guy, young man. Uh, what if it's a camera think he's talking to yourself? Because he was kind of in between some type of pole. So he said, what if a camera's talking? He said, is any camera? I said, I don't know. It might be. He said, really? See, He said, why do they need us? I said, we just really are extra hands to look out certain things physically. It's good to have a physical body as well as cameras, because you can catch things more physically and report things physically, something which a camera cannot do. Now, I didn't tell on that. I'm just saying this to you all. You know, that's why they need certain physical bodies there, you know, to look out for certain things, to check out certain things, you know, in that manner. You know, I didn't say all that, but I just in that manner. And he said, hmm, And then he was asking uh, Different things or whatever like that I don't know how we got into the conversation But he opened a door For me And uh And uh He said uh We was talking about animals Yeah we was talking about animals He said something about animals You know And I was giving him some pointers of You know Now let me digress Let me digress now when I was asking him something, I remember when we was talking, and he was smiling, and we got into the, the subject of marijuana and cannabis and everything like that, and uh, I don't know how we got there, you know, I hate when that brain fog comes, <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but we was talking about uh, marijuana. We was talking about cannabis and everything like that because I was giving him an example. I'm an example person. I always try to give him an example of what I'm trying to say, you know, and also be broken down. An example in a layman's turn of what I'm trying to say and try not to get too deep sometimes because I have to watch that. I try to break it out in a layman's turn. So we got the point about marijuana. he was talking, he was laughing, everything I was saying he was laughing, it wasn't nothing funny, I wasn't cracking a joke or nothing, I'm just talking, he was laughing, so when it made sense to him I believe he laughed, that just gave me a hint that it made sense to him he just laughed, he might say, "Mm, okay he might laugh, now he's only 17 so he's younger than, much younger than even my son, my son is 32 so I was just talking to him and I just asked him, we got on the subject of marijuana, I said, usually uh, I can tell when a person is high you know, when they've been smoking that poopy dust, that's what we used to call it back in the day, poopy dust, smoking that poopy dust. He said, really? He said, really how? And I i, I broke that down to him, just like I told you all earlier, you know, the looks, the leaning and whatever, and laughing at everything. And he said, really? I said, yeah, did I ask him? I said, yeah. I said, you had. I said, you had now? And he, I guess he called him off guard. He couldn't say no. He said yes. He said, yeah, I knew that. You know, he busted up there. I said, because you laughed and everything I said, and it wasn't even funny. See, that's a sign of high off cannabis, marijuana. It's different than a lot of other highs. You laugh at everything. You slur when you're drunk. You think you know everything when you're drunk. You know, you slur in your mouth a lot when you're drunk and everything. You think you know everything. You know, you think you know everything. So it's a different type of, you know, from my... Observation of looking at a drunk person, a high person. I, I know more about being high because other things I didn't do too much on, but I did smoke a lot of marijuana. You know, I did smoke a lot of, we called it bowl and stuff like that. They call it cannabis. Now, it was cannabis before it was even changed to marijuana. Now, that's a history on that. It was really cannabis. That was the name of it. The, the leaf that God created was called cannabis before, you know, it got changed to marijuana, you know. So that's another story. I'm going to do a little talk on that one time, you know, because I looked that stuff up. I like looking up Stuff, but marijuana was cannabis, you know. Cannabis came before marijuana, it got changed to marijuana. Well, anyway, you know, and uh, and he said, Yeah, so we got the talking and everything like that. I just told him, You know, you know, gave him, I just tried to give him a little warning. I said, Yeah, you know, just be careful, man. He said, What you mean? I said, Just be careful. I said, You got some of that on you with you now, you know. He kind of looked at me that, I said, Just be careful, you know. The police might come around, you know, if they see you smoke, he said, Well, you know. They got the law mixed up when they you know the law was passed that you could smoke you could smoke cannabis, but they got they kinda confused and so I asked him. I said, Okay, I said you got some type of medical record proving that you you uh you are liable to have this cannabis? If the law confronted you that way and asked that, do you have that? He said, Yeah, 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 I knew he didn't. But he kept saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh uh. But I done it in front of an officer before and he didn't say nothing. I said, That don't mean nothing. Every officer is not going to say something, but what about the ones you run into an officer that's going to check you, that's going to ask you those questions? Are you prepared to show him that you have a medical license for this cannabis? And he kind of laughed and said, no, no, no. So he was kind of flippy floppy and everything. But my point is. We got into he was talking about the Green Reaper and say we wanted to finish the conversation with. Him. I said sure. Uh, this is another example, Christian. Don't force people. Don't 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 be so fast that just throw the Bible on them. Just listen to them, and, just, and, and the Holy Spirit will lead you. See, we have to listen. The Holy Spirit will lead us. So I have learned to do that. You know, sometimes it's hard. You know, I have to catch myself to listen, listen, listen. Because the Holy Spirit will lead you because they're going to ask certain questions. And we need to be ready to answer every man, according to the Bible, of what the right thing to say. Not in that way, but we need to be prepared to answer every man or woman that us certain questions because they will ask questions. He was high, and it's the wrong time to really witness to somebody when they high, because it, a lot of times they're not going to remember, you know, unless God really just boom, like make them sober, but a lot of times, so I don't really like minister about Jesus and God, Jesus and God to a person when they drunk and when they high, because it, a lot of times they don't remember, I know that, you forget, because I used to get high. but well, anyway, we, we talked about that and everything, and uh, let me hurry up here, you know. And we talked, and we talked, and we talked, He we was talking about the Green River. then he, he asked me, he said, you a Catholic or a Christian? The reason he asked it, not because I was even talking about Jesus a lot, but what I was, how I was explaining God to him, and I was saying the Creator, and I was saying you made in his image. We, that's how we got into that conversation of him because I waited for him he then asked are you a Christian? Catholic?" Not because I was forcing the Bible on him listen to me closely not because I was just saying I go to church and I'm saved I never told him that one time I didn't even bring up that I was a Christian he seen it he noticed something when I mentioned God in the image, he noticed something. I'm not bragging about me. I'm just saying we have to give people time when we're talking to them. Sometimes it's not the time to even minister to them at that time because God will find a way. He will find a way. you know. Well, anyway, I see, he said, was it Catholic or Christian? Because a lot of Mexicans are Catholic. They think Catholic is Christian. or They, they know the difference. But he said, are oh, you a Catholic or Christian? I said, I'm a Christian and he said what's the difference between a catholic and a christian and i said doctrine he said i said do you know what doctrine means because i like to ask people i don't want to assume that people know i said no i said no it's what you teach it's your teaching it's a difference between our teaching the way we teach and what we teach and how we teach see there's a difference in that you know what we read what bible we read you know it's a belief system, it's about their teachers so I broke that down, I know he still did not get it, but that was the best way I can explain it to him doctrine was the difference, doctrine that's the difference, you don't have to go through a whole history while the, the Catholics are so bad and the Catholics, you don't have to say that just be something simple the difference between us, because you might hurt some people's feelings, they're Catholics, they don't know, you got to take it slow now, no, the difference is doctrine, the difference is what we teach and how we teach you know, even to the point of what we believe. There's a difference in Christianity and being a Catholic. Catholic teaches Catholicism. I said, a Catholic is religious, a Christian is has a lifestyle. Because he thought he kept calling my a religion. I said, Well, Christian, I kept leaning back to a Christian is not a religion. Christian Christianity is a lifestyle, supposed to be anyway. Then I had to explain what we're I, I asked them, do you know what religions mean? A lot of people use words, and I, I do that sometimes, you know. A lot of people use words that they don't even know the meaning of it. So I always ask to go back and say, do you know what religion mean? And he said, no, I'm not explaining the best way I can in religion. You know, maybe not full accurately, but I'm going by my experience. Well, anyway, I'm going to leave with this. The world is in a turmoil now. And why is a 17-year-old young man smoking cannabis or marijuana or any type of drug or even drinking? Do we ever think about that? Why do young people I'm talking about drink and smoke marijuana? I always can just about always can answer why I done it. But you know, I gave a little testimony on that before. You know, I just plain boy, I just like the high. You know, I was a shy person. I felt stronger and bolder and had more confidence when I smoked that drug, marijuana. It made me feel good. I, don't, I ain't gonna beat around the bush. It had nothing to do with no medical ailments and nothing, you know, lot like that I know of. It made me feel good. It made me feel more confidence. It made me feel more, you know, more and the crowd with the people I, I blended in better when I was high because when I won high I was like almost paranoid and I kept to myself but when I got high I was more bolder I made people laugh they said I was cool and whatever like that so it gave me a false personhood of myself that's why I smoked marijuana no other reason it made me feel better it made me sleep a lot too The negative side effects, it did affect my thinking. The negative side effects affected my gums later on down the line. It affected my teeth, affected my gums. See, these are bad things that happen. You know, so marijuana, they don't tell you too much about the different things that affect you on the long run. But that's another story. That's why I smoked marijuana. Okay? It affected me in a way the hidden danger that it was doing to me, because many people think it's not a lot of dangerous, you know, dangers to that. It affected me in a way that, you know, affect me today. It has I have a problem with certain things today when it comes to, you know, my oral, you know, my gums and different things like that because a doctor told me and one lady also explained to her she lost most of all her teeth because of pot smoking. And I smoked a lot of pot. I haven't lost all my teeth. As of yet, yeah, I lost some, quite a bit, but it's because of, you know, a lot of other things. But, you know, one of the signs of smoking a lot of dope, that's another sign that marijuana does. It affects you in different ways, mentally, physically, and different things like that. The hidden dangers of smoking this so called best drug that don't affect a lot of people. One of the most safest drugs is marijuana. They don't tell you about the hidden dangers of cannabis, marijuana, you know, masterful Satan. Well, anyway. Why do young people in any era smoke marijuana, you know you have a lot of depressed kids out here. That's why you know the suicide rate is so high with you know young men and young women. What's going on with them killing themselves? what's, what's happening with all this suicide or so-called suicides? overdoses, and stuff like that. Kids on all type of drugs. They don't just do it because they just want to jump on drugs. No. No. It's that sneaky, it's like Lucifer done to Eve. It's like Satan, that serpent in Genesis. How he didn't force it on her. He didn't aggressively push her to do it. He pushed and made a little lie. What's in truth? Most of it was truth, what he said. But the little lie that that's what enticed Eve and even Adam when she enticed Adam to eat the fruit and he knew better. Satan does that today with the young people, they don't just say, I'm going to start off doing drugs. No get around certain friends or whatever like that and their friends tell them how they feel, blah, blah, blah. It's that false feeling. All it all has to do with feeling. Anything you you're taking, whether it's alcohol, drugs and anything, has to do with the way it makes you feel. If it didn't make you feel a certain way, you will not do it. You probably what I'm saying, okay? I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm going to leave you with that. This was very interesting that I want to talk about. What's going on with our world? Welcome to this world. The thought, the thinking of young people and people are so warped today. I see it on a bus. I hear it on a bus. People's philosophy of life is warped. You cannot have a constructive conversation with nobody without them going left, right, in the middle. They cannot stay in a constructive conversation because they don't have an answer, so they jump to this. What else? Why this? They don't know because the world has brainwashed them so much. They all think alike. I look around to some of the black young men. You know, the dress codes of the young men, they dress alike, the sagging pants, the underwear, the drawers showing. Most of them got into the style of the long braid. And I'm not knocking, you know, the Jamaica braid, whatever they want to call it, the dreadlocks. But it became a trend. It became a trend, you know. trends been to a lot of millennials, you know, even in in the trend of my day. You know, with the baggy pants and the suits and the daubs and stuff like that, you know, trends. A lot a lot of us think our trend our our trend and our cycle was better than the other. Even the ones back in the sixties thought they was better than the ones. In the 70s, and the ones in the 70s are better than the ones in the 80s, and so on and so on. So, it always has been a trend. So, I'm not saying that we, we're going to have this going to be a trend even when I move here or when, uh, uh what, what am I? What they call that? I, I, I'm, I think I'm considered a baby boomer. I think I'm considered a baby boomer. So, you always have those trends. The generation X, I I think we're in the millennium trend now. You're going to have those trends, but the lookalike. Where did all that come from with our trends? You know, the look The the sagging pants or the little skinny jeans that sags. You know, the all the rough looking hair in their face, the fake gold chains, the walking like that. It's a it's it's, it's to me it looks so make it little, just rough, you know. But by me not judging that way, I you know, I, I can't it's, it's, it, I know it's a trend. It's not because they came out the mother's womb and said they wanted to look and act and dress like that. They followed the trend. They got coerced. It was their surroundings. Not everybody now, but a lot of them had this certain surroundings. You know, welcome to this world today, folks. Welcome to this world today, okay? All right, just remind you all I'm on the beach, Body of Christ, real talk. I'm on 12th Street Beach, Northerly Island. 12th Street Beach, Northern Island. Late night on the outside by this beautiful sounding warning bridge, and it's very windy. Yeah, it's very windy out here on Northerly Island, 12th Street Bridge. And let me, I'm not bridge, blah, beach, beach. Okay, 12th Street Beach. Well, anyway. You know, that's what's going on in the world. The young ladies they dress in the same way, you know, coloring their hair and different things like that. It just seemed like the went, everything a lot of things went back in the seventies, you know, in the black neighborhood and I'm talking to my black race, my ethnicity black race, in the black race, in the neighborhood, it looks like, you know, a lot of people, they done went back in the 70s, a lot of them don't even know too much about the 70s, you know, how they used to dress thin, and then the Jamaicans used to wear a lot of dreadlocks and dress a certain way you know, then you had but the, uh, the older guys of today is just just looking somewhat like the older guys in the 70s, looking like pimps with the purple suits and all that processed hair, and dying they dying all that gray hair, man, people the brothers, brothers and scared the way they own gray hair let the gray hair grow out now everybody want to dye their hair man some of them look like dead mannequins <laughs> you know man. wow man they don't they dye their hair or they just put process in here hair whatever like, they dress like the old 70 pimps you know back in Harlem man and then, then some of the women I'm not calling you this some of my black sisters but some of the you know you don't have to put all them long eyelashes look like you can sit on them you don't have to put all this stuff on I'm not knocking you and everything like that because some of you are beautiful, beautiful without having all that on. Maybe I need to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone because I don't want nobody, some people close to me do do that. And I don't want them thinking the wrong thing about me. But I have to be bold and I have to be straightforward. You are already beautiful, black woman. You don't need extensions, black woman. It's okay if you do. But I always ask, what is your motive? What is the reason? There's always a the reason why you do that. You know, you don't need it. Let your let that let that curly, somewhat nappy hair show. Let that some of that. No, no black women don't have nappy hair. I'm not saying that. But what? Why do you need the extensions? It has to be to through that. Black men, everybody get the dreadlocks. The reason I'm saying this is because the a trend. When I was back in my train, I got the curly hair. Why did I get the curly hair, man? It made me look good. That was a train, man. Why did I hit the... I, I started dyeing my hair gold in the back. Yeah, I used to have a curl and I dyed the gold or they used to call it ultra blue. I dyed the gold in the back, man, with the backies and had the shoe. I didn't just come out uh my mother's room doing that. I, it was a train. It was in my hood, so I started dressing like that so I understand trends. So, did I have to do that? No, I done it because it made me feel better. It made me look good. And that's why, you know, the uh, the trends of the day, The same with them. It's a trend. We live in a world of trends. We live in a world of mimicking. We mimic each other. Doctors mimic each other. Preachers mimic each other. We live in a mimicking world. Okay? This is the world of the liturgy God. Okay? Welcome to this world. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee. I went long today, but I'm, I'm a long-winded at times. If you listen to my podcast, I can be very long-winded, but I try to be interested and give you some well-informed, opinionated information from me. It might not be from you to you, but it's from me, Joseph Brownlee. I'm here on 12th Street Beach at Northerly Island. If you ever come to Chicago in the summertime, check out 12th Street Beach and Northerly Island. God bless you all. This is Joseph. Brownlee, Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk, leaving you all. What happened to this world? Ooh. Oh, stop it, man. Stop it. <laughs> I'm a fan. God bless you. Peace out.
0: holiday.